Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. All right, 2 Timothy chapter uh, 2. Some of you might be wondering how uh, Hannah has been a part of this church for a little while, but I youth pastored Hannah and her sister uh, before, and um, that both these girls were stellar. I mean, talk about no problems. I could preach easier in youth when they were there. Let's just put it like that. All right. They were stellar. They were awesome. So a real blessing. Their whole family is. All right. So last week we began looking into the analogies given by Paul to what the Christian life is like. First, we looked at the soldier and we saw that the figure of the soldier suggests obedience to orders, rigid discipline, holding the body in subjection and valor in the defense of the truth. These things should characterize all Christ's servants. The path of devotion to Christ is not an easy way. It calls for steadfast endurance and abiding faith. These are soldier qualities every Christian needs in order that he may overcome in the warfare, in, in the warfare with iniquity. How many know iniquity is pushing always in this earth? Now, this is something that we need to realize. Don't Don't wish tension in this life would go away. Deal with it in the spirit. If you're going to try and get uh, there to be a non-fight here on earth, you're not going to succeed as a believer. You'll actually end up giving up. You need to wake up every morning, not with with the understanding that I'm going to yield my body to the Lord today, and I'm going to fight the good fight of faith today because it's another day. Amen? So we need to have that mentality. A soldier has that mentality. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I'm starting verse 1, Paul says this, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And we looked at this. This strength and grace is available. It's a continual idea. The strength is a continue. It carries, that word carries a continual thought. In other words, this grace is available every day, all day, and you can function in it every day, all day. And you have to tap it, you're strong in in the grace in Christ Jesus. Not in you physically, but in you spiritually. So I have the ability to walk in patience every day. I just don't exercise it like I should. Amen. I said I, I didn't say you, so you can say amen. Okay, so, but what does that mean? That doesn't mean I get under a load of condemnation like we talked about and quit. That means I still am what? Forgetting those things which are behind and pressing on toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, not allowing the condemnation to lead me in my relationship with the Lord, but functioning with the true spirit of the Holy Spirit, the true nature of the Holy Spirit, which is what? Conviction, not condemnation. In other words, the Holy Spirit is saying, Sean, stop that. Don't act like that. That's not who you are. You have the fruit of the Spirit, which is the nature of your Father, which is patience. Right? Because the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace. What? Patience. Patience, right? So I have patience. People say, well, it's not very strong. Just stick with me. I'm lifting weights. Come on, am I preaching that good or what? That's true, right? How about you? How many are stronger in areas today than you were 10 years ago? Right? That's called discipleship, development. 
And so Paul is encouraging Timothy because Paul's writing this letter to Timothy, and he's the pastor at Ephesus, and Paul's basically saying, look, Timothy, I'm dead. If you read the history of it, Paul was beheaded shortly after this. This is the last epistle that he wrote. Paul was beheaded for the, for the gospel. Amen? How many know that's high faith? That's like the highest level of faith. Sometimes people think, no, it's a, it's a 40,000 square foot house. Nope. It's getting your head chopped off. That's the highest level of faith. Nobody ran on that one. Get one amen or jump up and down or, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. In other words, what? You're so in tune with the spirit, you realize that this body is not as important as you thought it was. Amen? All right. So, he goes on to say, and the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others. You, therefore, must endure what? Hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, this is hardship directly connected to the preaching and teaching of the gospel. This is hardship directly connected to the standing in place for the truth. In other words, in this world, we know that there's a spirit of anti-God or anti-resurrection or anti-Christ. And that spirit comes against you. It's the spirit you hear when somebody freaks out because you're not following all the rules that you're supposedly supposed to keep from the CDC. Now, the person that's mad at you may not even realize, probably doesn't even realize what they're yielding to, but they're yielding to fear. Amen. And that spirit of fear is a controlling, manipulating, destroying, trying to dominate and subvert spirit. Amen? So, what we see here is that Paul is saying, look, don't yield to these things. Be strong in the grace. And the things that I've taught you, teach this to others and endure this hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may what? Please him with him who enlisted him as a soldier. Now, think about this with me. Paul is not saying don't go on vacation. Paul, do you know there's actually in the history books, it's not written specifically in detail here, but do you know Paul actually visited in his day vacation vacation resort places. You, now, you got to dig for this stuff in order to find it. But in the history books, the commentaries and the, 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 uh, some of the fathers in the face, some of the things that were recorded, it, the different places that Paul actually went to were resort places where you could rest and just unwind. So the, the Lord, how many know soldiers don't just stay on duty 24-7, 365? They get time off. What Paul is saying is make sure that the first place, the, the thing that's supposed to be first place is first place at all times, right? So like my father-in-law used to say to me, it's like this. People will make this statement. They'll say, well, it's God first, family second, this, 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 and it goes down the line. The actual answer, correct answer is, is that it's God first in my business, God first in my family, God first in my, it's just God first. Now, if God's first in your family, will he lead you to destroy your family? No. So I've, I've heard of people, you know, that are supposedly following the Lord, and they're uh, doing what the Lord asked them to do, and they've destroyed their family. Now, I've heard other people who have flipped the script on this, and they're so in love with their family, 
and they claim everything is about their family, and they actually end up becoming family God-minded instead of God-first in their family. In other words, they love their family so much emotionally that they don't love them so well spiritually. Because you can't love your family the way you're supposed to unless God's first, and neither can I, right? So that's a, that's a reality. That's something that we need to keep in front of us so a soldier doesn't get entangled. So I had, and, uh, I had my brother write me some things down because my brother uh, served in the military, and I, don't know, I know he was out in 2011 uh, or something like that. I know he served, I should put it like this, I know he served 11 years in the, uh, in the cavalry, uh, in the army. And so I had him write down some of the hardships that he went through. Because I've never been in the military, so I don't know. But he, so he wrote down, now I'm not going to share any battle things with you because he didn't share any of that with me. But basic training and some of the advanced training that he did before he went over to Baghdad. And so my brother was part of the Echo Company out of Fort Bliss. Uh, and he, in 2006, he spent 16 months, into 2007 obviously, 16 months in Baghdad, Iraq. Following this, he was a part of the 18th Engineers out of Joint Base Lewis in Washington State. And he served um, one year in, I, I believe it's pronounced Bakaba. I don't know if that's, anyway, it's B-A-Q-U-B-A-H. And so uh, he has, how many know he has a little bit of experience? Not just training here, but he actually went to battle. Now, I know some people went overseas after the fighting was all down and they, you know, but my brother was not one of those. I kind of wish it would have been that way, but he might say something different. He's probably watching, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. Anyway, so he shared with me some of the hardship, the discipline that a soldier goes through before they go to battle. He shared some of this with me, and so I want to share it with you. So he had NTC training in Death Valley. How many of you know that sounds nice? Sounds like a resort, right? Death Valley. <laughs> you know the Lord will put you in places that feel like Death Valley? It's true. He'll train you. And how we train, we actually looked at this in leadership a little bit this morning. But how, how we train and, and what we do in that time will determine what we do next. Amen. People say, well, that's earning something. You're right in a sense. It's actually developing something. And if you don't go through the proper development, then you don't go to the next. Did you know that? God's just this way. Oh, I'm not saying you can't go do your own thing. You can. But unless the Lord builds a house. Amen. All right, all right, something to think about. I can feel the, I can see the gears turning, all right? So this isn't condemnation, this is an opportunity to do what? Like we saw in verse seven, like Paul said, now the Holy Spirit's revealed some things to you, go ahead and spend some time with the Lord and find out what he's saying to you, amen? So you've got to, I'm gonna commit you to the grace of God and you're gonna sit before the Lord with the truths and you're gonna say, Lord, what are you, what are you saying to me right now? And you're gonna let him deal with you and you're not gonna hide spots, Go ahead and preach, Sean. I believe I will. Thank you. You have to let the Lord in everywhere. Amen? People do this. We'd, I've done this, and I didn't realize how much I did it, but as I've grown in the Lord, I'm like, I'm not letting the Lord deal with me on that. That's, 
you know, disappointing <laughs> for me. <laughs> but the, thankfully, he's patient in it, and he just keeps, amen? All right. So NTC training in Death Valley, which is in the Mojave Desert, northern San Bernardino County, California. That's where the National Training Center is for the Army there. And it's a th- he was in a 30-day exercise, and phase one... The first thing they do is they're put in this place, and they have 100% accountability of all items shipped by railroad and in the connex. So a connex is a shipping container, okay, just so you know. The average temperature during a day where they're at is 105 degrees. Praise the Lord. And that wasn't even as hot as it was when he was in Baghdad. It was hotter. Yeah, in the shade it was hotter. Yeah, it's true. Now, average temp is 105. So pulling everything out of the shipping container of the Connex is like lifting weights in a microwave. While you are doing this, for three days straight, you are living in a massive tent with no air or heat. The desert gets cold at night. I mean, it drops. Sleeping on cots and pulling guard duty every night at random times. I love what he wrote here. You only need four hours of sleep, according to the military, and it does not have to be continuous. So how hard is your life? Come on, we're going to grow right now. I can feel it in the spirit, okay? It does not have to be continuous. My brother is awesome. Every military, I mean, good, thank you, all right? Eating is done standing up. If you have time to go to the outdoor chow hall, uh, but most of the time you will just eat an MRE as you work. As you work. Bathrooms are porta pots that have been mindfully used by 5,000 people throughout the day and baking in the sun as well. And we thought we were suffering because we had two men's toilets. <laughs> Phase two that's just your introduction. The box. I don't even know what the box means, but the box. When you leave out into the box, everything is fair game. Now, this is training. The mock enemy is everywhere and anywhere at all times. You are now expected to execute your job 24 hours a day at full capacity no matter what. Most units will uh, be living, uh, most units will be living out of their vehicles my brother, uh, for the next two weeks with the crew members. My brother said, for me, it was sleeping on a metal ramp or floor or a bench for two weeks, no tent. He said at one point he was sleeping on a, uh, I don't remember what the ramp, excuse me, the ramp was, but him and his, uh, I don't know if it was his superior or not, but a six foot seven guy that was with him and they just slept on that ramp every night. That's what they did. And they couldn't do anything else. They just had to wait. How many know being a Christian can be uncomfortable sometimes? Sometimes you just get to wait. 
What do you build when you're waiting? Endurance, patience, steady, steady. Come on, Paul's in prison for years. What's he doing? He's not thinking about just how to get out. He's thinking, what do you want me to do, Lord? He starts writing letters, starts getting revelation, starts ministering wherever he's at. Well, I don't know if I want to be a Christian then. You do because it's eternal. Well, it sounds hard. Well, so is hell. That's a good point, Sean. <laughs> okay. No showers during this time for some. And no tents. If you are lucky enough to have to go in for briefings, you might get a few nights on a cot, but fully expect that you will be woken up regularly by attacks on your camp. Mortar attacks, suicide bomber attacks, small arms attacks, coordinated assault on your, on your camp. How many know this is like spirituality? That happens. It's a manifestation of the Spirit. Now, it's not a manifestation of the God Spirit, but it's a manifestation of the Spirit of Antichrist. Amen? In this case, if one of you gets picked up or picked as getting hurt, this is still training, during your, during, uh, uh, during your time, you have to immediately become a, it immediately becomes a training exercise for your doc or other soldiers to practice combat life-saving techniques. When they have determined that you are stable and that, and that the attack secure, is secured, you will be flown out in a helicopter to a makeshift hospital. Phase three, individual team missions. You as a platoon are given very specific miss, missions designed to identify weak areas within. Watch this. You as a platoon are given very specific missions that are designed to do what? Expose weaknesses within. Now, would mean old God do that? If he, he's a good father, so he would. I'm not saying he's going to beat you. This is not designed to kill the soldiers. This is training. In other words, you'll go through a difficult situation and you go, what is this for? And all of these things will rise within you that are not of the character of the one you're, of your born-again nature. And the Lord will say, see, you've got things to deal with here. They'll rise to the top. Come on. How do you purify metal? You put what? Heat to it. And what do the impurities do? They go, hi. They rise to the top. And what do you do? See, people are in difficult situations. They're going, God, why are you doing this to me? Why, why? And they're not listening to the Holy Spirit. He's saying, look at what's in you. It's rising to the top. Now, with my help, let's go ahead and peel that off. Amen? That's what he does. So you as a platoon are given very specific missions designed to identify weak areas within. You will fail at these missions. This is talking about the army. You will fail. They will make sure you fail. Now, that doesn't sound very faith victorious. But what is the design? What's the design? That what? In this atmosphere where you can't die, you have opportunity to fail. So why? When you get into the real thing, you don't what? 
You don't die. You don't die. This doesn't sound like patty cake gospel. It sounds serious. But it'll save your life, right? So you will fail, my brother said, no ifs, ands, or buts. Which is contrary to what we are. How many know that's true? We do not like to lose, period. I don't know anybody that likes to lose. The importance of this job, he said the importance of this is we train from the bottom up and the top down. Everyone knows the person ahead of them's job and behind them. Why? So that no matter what happens, it just keeps going. Come on, this is the gospel. What did Paul say? He said, entrust to faithful men what I have entrusted to you. Why? Bottom up, top down. No matter what, there's an answer. No matter what, God has a minister. Come on, Elijah got into self-pity. He's like, I'm the only one left. And God's like, actually, there's 7,000 others. Get up, Elijah. Just remember, when you feel like the only one, there's 7,000 others. And I don't even have it that rough. And neither do you. Amen? So the, he, he sent me the, the uh, creed of the American soldier. He said, I am an American soldier. I'm a warrior and a member of a team. I serve the people of the United States and live the army values. I will always place the mission first. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I am disciplined physically and mentally tough, trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills. I always maintain my arms, my equipment, and myself. I am an expert. I am a professional. I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier. <laughs> All right. So you ready for another one? I'm pep talking you. We may not get past the pep talk. That's okay. I just want you to have it in you. So I uh, was given a gift from uh, uh, Martha uh, last week or the week before. I can't remember. But anyway, I think it was last week. For Christmas, she gave me a picture with a soldier, and this was written on it. And she said, that, the gift I gave you <laughs> fits perfect with the message you just preached. And I read over the, the picture, and sure enough. So it says this, and this is, our, this is a declaration for the church, for a Christian soldier. I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I'm a volunteer in this army, and I am enlisted for eternity. I will never retire in this army at the rapture. I will either retire in this army at the rapture or die in this army. But I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am faithful, reliable, capable, and dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. If he needs me to teach children, work with the youth, help adults, or just sit and learn, he can use me because I am here. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. 
I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I am a soldier. I am not a wimp. I am in place, saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. If I end up with nothing, I will still come out even. I will win. I love this. People say, but, but how could it be that way? It's a matter of the heart. It's not that you couldn't receive encouragement. It's not any of those things. It's a matter of the heart. You have a heart that God is my God. No matter If all fall away, Lord, here am I. Send me. My God will supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from the battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then bring me back to rule this world with him. I am a soldier in the army, and I'm marching, claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier, marching heaven-bound. Here I stand. Amen? You like that or what? I'm like jumping up and down when I was reading it. This is who we are. And when you have that mentality, you will overcome because passion drives it. Passion for the Lord. Passion for obedience to Him. Because actually, your spiritual nature is you're given to obedience to Him in the Spirit. It's your flesh you have to deal with and that's why we're soldiers. So 2 Timothy 2.7 says, think over these things. I am saying, this is the Amplified, understand them and grasp their application. For the Lord will grant you full insight and understanding in everything. So in other words, what should you be praying? You should be asking the Lord, okay, Lord, what is it that I'm entangled in that I shouldn't be? What am I entangled in? Now, don't just think naturally. It could be, you know, we're doing a series in the, in the morning, and it's available online called Grumble, 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 and it's about complaining. It could be you, you I've, been in, I've entangled myself, or we've entangled ourselves in, in complaining about something. And it's hurting us as a soldier. Amen? It's hurting. It could be, so what, you say, well, can you tell me what mine is? No, I can tell you where to find the answer. Go to the Lord. I can give you these words. I can share those things with you. But how many know this? You don't want me to hear about your problems. Some people think that I just blasphemed or something, you know. Guys, listen. It's not that we can't help. You don't want you. I don't want you to know about my problems. I'm talking about the things where I'm missing it. I don't want to come up to you and go, do you know what I did last week? And have to rattle it off. You want to deal with it between you and the Lord. 
If I hear about your problem from the Lord, it means that you're not hearing. Okay, come on. If somebody is coming to you and they tell you the Lord said this is the issue, it means he's been dealing with you, but you haven't listened, and so he has to deal with you through someone else that's physical in front of you. Okay, so now I may hit on something talking about in a general sense, but nobody knows it's you. So just act like, you know, nod your head and be like, yeah, that's really good. Somebody better hear that because, you know, and then when you get home, you can go, oh, God, that was me. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's how God prefers to do it. Amen. He doesn't prefer to do anything to embarrass somebody. But if it means saving him from hell, how many know he'll embarrass you? And thank God he does, because I don't want to go to hell. Am I the only one? All right. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.